What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Talkin' Fit. I'm here today with my friend, Tyler Hammett, uh, who I just found out recently moved to Texas <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh, he moved to North Carolina last year. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you live in upstate New York, or you listen to mine and Tyler's podcast before I started my own. Uh, Tyler's a fitness and nutrition coach, all online now. Uh, he started his own business uh, about a year ago, right? Man, <laughs> tomorrow is actually a year. Yep. Oh wow, wow, perfect timing. Yeah, so about about a uh, so exactly a year ago, uh, Nourish with Ty. It's an online n- nutrition coaching and fitness coaching business. Uh, and Tyler's a good friend of mine. He's uh, we've known each other kind of like in passing for five ish years now, but like never really interacted until last year. But anyway, uh, we were, I wanted to have him as a guest on the podcast and we were kind of talking before I hit record and I felt like we were talking about some good shit. So I felt like we should just hit record and continue to talk about what we were talking about. But first, uh, Ty, uh, give me a little bit of background on yourself. Like where are you from? How old are you? What made you move to Texas? (laughs) What made you move to Texas? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So a um, little bit of background on myself. So um, my name is Tyler. Very nice to meet all you guys listening to the podcast here. Um, I am most likely speaking, I'm going to trademark it soon, Adam, but I am uh, the world's only seven foot uh, personal trainer and nutrition coach. So I'm trademarking nice. that. <laughs> That's awesome. um, that being said, um, I am from uh, Albany, New York. That is upstate New York, uh, born and raised. Um, and yeah, for me, man, my journey has been uh, quite a long one. Now I'm getting old here at, at 29 years of age. And uh, when do you turn yeah, 30? Uh, July 26. So a couple months. This year? So, yep. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah big three. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, from upstate New York, um, always had a love, you know, well, first and foremost, I grew up very overweight, um, just uh, in a house in general that was like overweight, um, you know, didn't really pay too much attention to nutrition, movement, those type of things. So that's why it became my passion through my love of obviously basketball and sports, but now I'm able to, um, you know, help people every single day and changing their lives, man. So um, it's a gift. I love it. Happy to be here. And uh, yeah, again, like I said, I'm getting old now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. And me and Tyler, we've we talked about this before, uh, just uh, when we were hanging out about it's weird that we, we, we didn't know each other for a long period of time, but uh, our, our, our kind of paths through life in some ways, uh, not necessarily mirrored each other, but I've been very mm-hmm. similar. We both, uh, come from, you know, uh, like low income background. Uh, we both kind of grew up in an environment of just knowing we didn't necessarily want to stay in that environment, uh, but never being provided like the tools or guidance of knowing how exactly how to get out of it. And now coming into our adult life, we're figuring out a lot of this stuff on our own. Uh, which if you are someone who is looking to lose weight and I feel like saying looking to lose weight or saying words like fitness can sound very, very cliche is coming from two guys who are fitness coaches. But in, I mean, it, when you lose 50, 60, 75, a hundred pounds, you're legitimately changing your life. You're taking yourself from a scenario that you don't want to be in. You know, you don't want to live there, but 
you're not sure how to get out. You're not sure how to get to the other side. And for me and Tyler, you know, growing up in an environment we didn't necessarily want to be in, we didn't have the tools to get out of it. And sometimes it takes guidance. And sometimes you take guidance from people who aren't qualified to give you guidance and you go off a little bit on the wrong path. And the path is never clean. And again, when you're trying to lose weight, that happens with you guys all the time, right? Yo-yo diets, trying workout programs that don't work for you. So uh, I guess my long-winded uh, question to kind of, you know, cue Tyler, tee Tyler up so he can talk. So I'm not just talking the whole time is, um, you know, I guess what are some mindset tools that you've built over the years, not necessarily just fitness related, but just life related that have kind of helped you establish yourself as, you know, an adult who owns their own business, who stays in good health. Like what are some things on a regular basis that help you stay on track, not just with fitness, but just with life in general? Mm, okay. Yeah, no, for sure. I love. That. I should have prepped question. him before that question. That just kind of came to me right now. And that was probably <laughs> a deeper question. I should have given him more time to think about it. No, nah, no, nah, honestly, I think, no, nah, it's a great question, man. Um, realistically, um, a lot of the things, uh, just habits, patterns that like I started to institute really have, they have shifted over from like the discipline that you have to take into like being an athlete. So, you know, playing, you know, college basketball, then going on to play pro overseas, uh, I realized that like structure, which most people do, but like, especially as an athlete, like structure is huge. So um, I make sure like I have not only like a morning routine. So something that every morning, wake up, do a quick cold shower, um, just write out like a, I do a brain dump and like write out my gratitude. And then I'll go like either right to the gym or get some mobility and a workout in. So it's pretty much the same thing every morning, whether that's at 4.30 or if it's at six, kind of depends on the day. But um, I also have like an ending to my day too, which is always to like, you know, have dinner, uh, wind down, um, you know, with uh, Lauren as well, who is my soon to be wife, um, oh, dropping my mic. And yeah, just really setting up myself in terms of like having structure and like my healthy habits and what allow me to be the most successful every day. So on top of that, that would also just be like making sure I'm getting in quality rest I turn my phone off like at least an hour before I go to bed. Um, just things in terms of my health and longevity. I want to be able to feel my best every day and quality sleep is a huge part of that. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, well, just to kind of like, I guess, kind of like bullet point that is yeah. a having some sort of structure and routine, a, a certain, a realistic level of like predictability to your day. When yeah. you know, when you have an idea of what your day is going to look like, it makes your life less stressful. You're not just, you know, shooting from the hip all day long. And then I think uh, for you, another thing is just identifying which activities serve you and which ones don't. And it mm -hmm. doesn't mean eliminating the ones that don't serve you 100% of the time. It just means understanding that if I'm going to choose to have a successful day today, I need to do ABCD and understand that once in a while, if I go off that track, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So it's having that predictability, having that structure, like keep going. Yeah, no, no, for sure. 100%. I agree. It's just really, yeah, again, just having like the things, having the structure set and instituted throughout the day to know, um, like, these are the things that I need to check off in order to have like a successful day. Now, every day is not perfect, right? We all know that things happen, but like, this is what sets me up uh, for success the most. Um, yeah, I would say like, besides that, uh, really just like, obviously, you know, staying active, <laughs> you know, staying active, eating really well, um, putting a major importance on the things that mean the most to me, right? And that's going to transfer depending on the person. For me, it's family, uh, family, health, and I'll say finances <laughs> slash business would be the third, right? 
yeah. anything that's less than that. And like, obviously, like I have friends, you are one of them, um, yeah. right? I have other, you know, like, um, like distant, like family members and such. But like, unless it's those three things that like, I don't really put much, if any energy towards them. Um, I don't watch TV. <laughs> I don't like watch, see what Kim Kardashian's doing. Yeah. We could talk about that later in the podcast, but <laughs> uh, just in terms of weight and just, man, that stuff is scary. But anyways, um, I just put all of my energy directly into things that I know are going to like, not only have me feel the most aligned every day, but feel like mm. the most fulfilled too. Yeah. And, and if we're going to like relate that to someone who's trying to like lose 75, hundred pounds or 50 pounds or even 30 pounds, it's just taking those principles and applying it to your process. So understanding, mm -hmm. like knowing what are your whys, what are your priorities? So yep. if your priority is I want to look better, feel better, live longer, then you have to identify which activities, which foods, which behaviors fit into that and, and kind of limit the ones that, that work against you. So uh, getting into like what me and Tyler were talking about before we hopped on, we were kind of digging deep, uh, you know, just having a conversation about ourselves and how it relates to our like, you know, businesses and, and growing it and, and this family life. And how we each have, you know, we, we're adult males who want, oh, I have a family, Tyler's growing his family. We're both out owning our own businesses. It's fucking stressful, right? It's a stressful process. And what we were talking about was kind of chipping away at that stress and getting to the root of the fear or the self-limiting uh, mindset that you may have on yourself. So mm -hmm. to give you an example, uh, for someone who's looking to lose, you know, 75, 100 pounds, whatever it is, for them, the fear is that they won't be able to do it, or the fear mm -hmm. is that they're not capable, or they're not worthy of having that, you know, that lifestyle. So anything that triggers that fear causes stress, cause, causes overwhelm. For example, if they if they're being told, try to eat 100 grams of protein a day, and they don't know how, Instead mm -hmm. of being able to sit there and go, okay, well, I know I need to eat 100 grams of protein a day. I'm going to eat, you know, four meals. That's 25 grams at each. And then looking at foods that fit 25 grams of protein, they just go, I don't know how to do 100 grams. I'm now I'm nervous. I'm now extra stress is here because I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do this one task. This is triggering evidence that I can't do this. And it's scary mm -hmm. to them. So for us, what we were talking about is for me, my biggest fear when it comes to life in general is basically not being able to provide for my wife and my son and my and whatever future kids we have. And when I say provide, I don't mean buying them the nicest stuff. I mean, I have a legitimate fear from like mm -hmm. my you know, own childhood traumas that I'm going to end up being homeless or not having not being able to, to pay my bills and having to yep. explain that to my kids. Right. So anytime I lose if I lose a client or I don't get a client or I feel overwhelmed with work, it triggers that fear. And then I have to sit there and actually go, well, why am I stressed? And then chip it all the way down back to that biggest fear, that core fear that I'm feeling about not being able to provide and then have to find evidence to show that that's not real. That's, that's not what's actually happening. So I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but me and Tyler were talking about like Tyler left a very secure salaried position where he was making good money mm -hmm. doing fitness. So it's not even like a, a, a industry that he hated. Right. 
And he left that because it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling him as a human. It wasn't fulfilling him as a person. He started his own business and is now able to travel and, and enjoy freedom. But anytime something gets stressful in your life, when it comes to business related, it triggers the fear that you might mm-hmm. have to go back to working a job that doesn't fulfill you. Right. So yep. kind of dive into like what we were talking about a little bit, uh, like how do you relate to that? And you know, what are, what are, I guess not too deep, but I guess, you know, as deep as you want to go so what are some of the, your, your fears, you know, that, that you have when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, I mean, honestly, as someone who, you know, themselves, um, not even relating this, uh, just like to business, um, relating this even more so just to uh, back like to our own fitness, health and nutrition, right? Uh, I myself, uh, for those of you obviously who are listening to podcasts, don't know much about me. I I went through my own weight loss transformation, um, just as Adam did as a young kid. But you know, I lost like over like, um, it was over 75 pounds. It was like right just shy of 80 pounds. Um, and had all of those same fears, all of those same doubts. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, yeah. I, I don't like, I, I, I used to have the same fears that even some of my clients have, right. Of like the scale goes up shit. Like I messed up, right. Like I, I effed off, like I completely screwed this up. Um, so even from like a, you know, health and, and fitness, like standpoint and, and being in the industry, you know, like there's a certain standard you always hold for yourself in terms of your, you know, your own health and like how you're looking at things. But, um, I had like some of those same exact fears that I know, not only like my clients, I'm sure your clients have too. Um, now when it comes to my, as a, as a businessman, um, like my fears are to be honest, the same as you, man, is that like my number one thing, the reason I work so hard, the reason I, I get up every day, the reason I'm on this podcast and talking and coaching these clients is because, uh, my biggest fear is that I won't be able to provide for my family, right? My dream as a, as a, as a uh, maybe about five feet ago, <laughs> was yeah. I wanted to, I always tell people, I was like, I want to go to the NBA, but it wasn't for me. Like, I didn't, I didn't give a shit about me. I still don't. I had this conversation, um, you know, with Lauren the other day. And it's just like, I do all this to make sure my family is good. You know, oh, so yeah, like, dude, totally. For sure, 1000%. So like, for me, when something goes wrong, it's like, holy shit, like, I'm disappointing myself. I'm not living up to the expectations that I've held for self held for myself. And I am 1000% my worst critic um, mm-hmm. can, can beat myself down and just know that like, meaning my, my self talk can be bad in that aspect, but better in so many other ways. But like, I just I 100% agree to like what you're saying of just being like, yeah, it does relate back to, you know, just like we do have to make certain sacrifices if we do want to reach our goals, even though they may seem scary, right? Usually what we want is what's right on the opposite side of that fear and that anxiety. Yeah. And, and, and that's a good point that you hit on is that sometimes we set goals for ourselves. And I think there's, there's a value in setting realistic goals, mm-hmm. but the realistic goals are generally the short-term ones. Yep. We all have relatively long-term uh, goals that maybe five years ago you would have considered unrealistic, or if you told it to the average person, it might sound unrealistic. Like think about it, realistic. Think about it realistically. If you are someone who's been a hundred pounds overweight for the last twenty years, right, mm-hmm. and you tell someone, and you're in your forties, and you told the uh, someone, well, I want to lose a hundred pounds so I can enjoy the next twenty years of my life, that might sound very overwhelming and unrealistic because you've spent over half your life at this point at this weight, or, or, or at least on the track to be on this weight. But it, it is absolutely 100% realistic and doable and in a much shorter time frame than you think it is. But your fear that you won't be able to do it is what's constantly holding you back. Because anytime mm-hmm. something triggers that, that, um, that fear that you can't do it, you revert back to your comfort zone, which is okay, well, this is just who I am. This is just how I am. 
So for, for what Tyler was saying is that like his biggest fear and my biggest fear is that we won't be able to provide for our families. We won't be able to be there, uh, in, be there for them in the way that they need us. And mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes maybe more often than it should, the fear of not being able to provide or be there for your family drives us to obsess about our goals to the point where we're achieving maybe it's business success or fitness success. And it's actually taking away from the people that we care about. So we say that we're doing it all for them, but then we're like not present, not (laughs) mentally there, not sleeping, not eating, not enjoying life. And this goes for business. And it also goes for fitness. If you're not willing to go out with your partner to dinner, because you got to track your macros or you, you skip, you don't make it to your son's baseball game because no Saturday mornings is when I work out and I have to in my workout. So it's finding that balance of understanding there are always going to be temporary, realistic sacrifices that you have to make to achieve what you may think is a quote unquote unrealistic goal. So in order for me or Tyler to work for ourselves and grow a, a business that's mainly or all online so that we have the freedom to travel and we don't have to work a nine to five, it requires a lot of sacrifice. It means you're going to have early mornings. You're going to have late nights. You're going to have an erratic schedule. You're going to have extra stress. But all that stuff is temporary sacrifices for the long-term goal. And, it, mm-hmm. and we've learned the skills along the way to shut off work, to be present with our family, and to not obsess about it. But it takes time, and it's not perfect. But as long as we stay on the path and don't give up, we will eventually achieve that goal, or we have. Mm-hmm. For people who are trying to lose weight, you have to understand that there's going to be bumps. It's not going to be perfect. But you are going to have to make some realistic sacrifices. So uh, when it comes to weight loss for you, what -hmm. are some sacrifices that you have made in your life to be able to stay fit? Like what are some things on a regular basis that maybe you have to say no to, or you, or you, you know, aren't able to do because it it doesn't align with your goals? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, in terms of like uh, health and fitness, 1000% is something in terms of just groceries, obviously with nutrition, um, you know, basing the majority of your protein or excuse me, basing the majority of your nutrition, just like off of whole foods, whole nutrient dense foods. I don't keep any of those type of things around, like even just looking around my home right now. I think the, um, the, the most, <laughs> the most quote unquote unhealthy food would be a box of uh, frosted mini wheats that's on the counter. <laughs> But that's about it. Me personally, I'm someone if I keep the Oreos, the cookies, all that stuff like by me, I love that stuff. I mean, we all love it to some extent. I will eat it. So yeah. like, there's no there's no have one. And no, I'm I have a huge appetite. So I just yeah. keep those things out of my house. Uh, besides that, obviously, just consistent trips to the gym. Uh, but again, instituting it and making it a lifestyle. Right. As I mean, you know, as someone as we were just literally talking before we hopped on the podcast, Right. You were someone that when you first started uh, your business, you're working out six times a week, running, doing all these things. And it's just it's it's super unrealistic. And I can't even imagine as you become a parent, how unrealistic that is. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so with that being said, not only like, uh, you know, like for my clients, even a majority of my clients, they hit their strength training, get their workouts in um, three, sometimes four times a week. But most people, it's three times a week because we're, you know, busy, we're all busy professionals, some people have families, right, and time is of the essence. I think uh, as a businessman, I've realized that time is hugely of the essence, right, but 
um, getting meaning it's in one thing we can't get back. You can always make more money, can't make more time, right? But I just say that to say in terms of finding like structure, accountability, stuff that allows me to do this over the long term, the approach that I like to like take uh, into things, and I actually heard this um, from Hormozy uh, on one of his podcasts, is uh, that like if you're not doing something, if you can't do something realistically for 10 years, then you shouldn't do it for one day, right? So if I am someone who is 100 pounds overweight, right, and this happens with a lot of people, I'm 100 pounds overweight, everyone wants to go, okay, I'm going to come to the gym five, six times a week. Like, it's not realistic. You got to find yeah. out what structure is going to allow you to do this, uh, to lose that amount of weight, right? For it is actually, it could be closer to the 10 year mark, not really. But I say all that to just say that, like, you have to find what allows you to, like, do this realistically, right? So, like, I don't work out six days a week because I couldn't do that for 10 years. I yeah. can work out every other day for 10 years. Yeah. So, so now, <laughs> yeah. And when we're getting, when we're getting into that, it's like, what are the realistic sacrifices? So there mm -hmm. it's, it's double, it's, you know, there's realistic sacrifices on both ends. So if you're someone who wants to lose 50, 60, whatever amount of weight you want to lose, a substantial amount of weight, or, or maybe it's not, you want to lose that weight. Maybe you're, you only want to lose 10 pounds, but you want to completely change your metabolism and change your body composition. The sacrifice is I will occasionally have to maybe say no to some of the foods that I want in the moment but know that I can have them. It's just not every single day, however much I want. That's a realistic okay. sacrifice. A realistic sacrifice also on the other end of that is I'm going to allow myself to eat those foods more frequently, but I'm going to accept the sacrifice that the results may not come as fast as I want them, but I'm living a more flexible lifestyle. Same thing with working out. Like, yeah, you can work out eight, 10 times a week and do two a days on the weekends. Will that technically get you your results faster? Sure. But like mm -hmm. Tyler said, if you can't do that for 10 years, why bother doing it for a day? Because then you don't know what to do when you're done with that style, right? Mm -hmm. So working out three days a week is more sustainable. But what's the sacrifice there? The sacrifice is three times a week, you might have to do some shit that you don't feel like doing. And you might have to accept that the results aren't going to come, quote unquote, as fast as you want. But you stay with the process. You accept the struggle. You accept that it's going to be up and down. You accept that if you're starting this and you're a, a, you know, a 45 year old female and you and you weigh 250 pounds and you wanna get down to 150, you accept the fact that to get to that 150, it's gonna take time. But again, mm -hmm. like Tyler said, if you're choosing a lifestyle or habits that you can maintain for 10 years, losing that 100 pounds in a year is not gonna feel like that much, that hard, that difficult because you're picking things that you can do for 10 years. So mm -hmm. a year is a very small amount of time in, in relation to the rest of your life. Just that for mm -hmm. most people, again, like we talked about at the beginning, beginning, as soon as that scale doesn't drop, they can't sit there and go, okay, that's part of the process. Yep. This is why they need a coach. This is why we have jobs, right? <laughs> you need someone to coach you through that. And that's okay. That's what we're here for. But you need someone to coach you through that and understand it's part of the process as opposed to shit, the scale went up or shit, the scale didn't go down. That means I can't do this. That means I messed up. That means what's the point? That means I'm doing something wrong. Or you can have someone coach you through that and, and develop your mindset to go, yeah, this is a part of the process. What am I actually afraid of? Am I actually afraid of the scale not going up? Or am I really afraid that I can't do this and I'm going to be living uh, in the current body, in the current state that I'm in forever? And that's so scary to me. 
that mm-hmm. I'd rather not even try and just and just not have to deal with this anxiety, right? And mm-hmm. we, t- me, we talked about that right before I started recording. How many times starting within the process of starting your own business, me too, have you literally sat there and been so stressed, so overwhelmed that you're like, why am I even fucking bothering? Like, why <laughs> yes. am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? I should just give up. And I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'll be honest with Tyler. Like, I've had my business now for four years. I've probably thought about giving up I don't know, on average, once or twice a week or month, like, I'm constantly like, fuck this, like, you know what I mean? And not because anyone's doing anything wrong. But it's like, if if things are going good, and then you have a hiccup, or maybe you're working with a client, and you're trying really hard, and you're trying to support them, you're trying to support their mindset. And you're, Mm -hmm. you're up late thinking about that one client who is maybe not seeing the results that they want, and you're trying to figure out how to get and then they're just like, uh, this isn't working. I don't want to work with you anymore. Like it crushes your fucking soul because you genuinely want to help that person, right? But it 100%. also triggers your your fear that, and then you're like, well, maybe I should just give up. Maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I suck. One hundred percent. And I think what happens too is right, like as humans, we're emotional human beings, right? So, yeah. um, two things, twofold. <laughs> we're emotional human beings, and we also like to affirm things through comparison to others. Right. So once we have that fear that you're speaking about, like, shit, no, I can't do this. We're like, all right, damn, I'm, I'm feeling this type of way. Where do I go now? Right. Most people go to social media. And then when they see things right, like as I was referring to earlier, like Kim Kardashian talking about I haven't eaten any carbs in three weeks. I lost 16 pounds or something like that. I think it was 16 pounds. In three oh, I didn't weeks, even which, see that. Yeah, well, I've, <laughs> I saw it. I'm never yeah. in that world. Yeah. So I know that people have been talking about just saying like people will look for affirmation in outside sources. And when they see that, they're like, holy shit. Like I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Like, yeah, they're like, fuck Tyler, (laughs) fuck Adam for telling me it's okay to eat bagels because Kim Kardashian didn't eat bagels and she lost 16 pounds. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're like, they start questioning themselves, but it really just trickles down to you're afraid Mm. that you can't do it. So you get that shiny object and you're like, well, maybe if I do that one thing, it'll work. But I'm telling you, like, just like with Tyler, like, and just like with me, it, with our businesses, if every time we hit a hiccup, we quit or we went and started a new business, we would always be in the beginning stages where there's the highest stress. But if you mm-hmm. can stick through that beginning stage, the stress goes down and the results go up. But if you're constantly starting and stopping and trying new workouts and trying new diets, you are always forever in the beginning phase, which is the hardest phase. And that a hard, and that phase, people don't want to hear it, but that beginning phase of weight loss, or the beginning phase of business where it feels the most stressful, it's it's the most you know overwhelming, is generally in that six to twelve months, right? It's that first six to twelve months because even if you're seeing amazing results in the first two, you're afraid of losing them. And then you're afraid of not being able to maintain them and all that stuff. But if you can stick it through that, so that I guess my long winded point is if you are in the beginning stages of changing your metabolism, changing your health, this doesn't mean that you've never worked out before. Maybe you've done Octavia or you've done keto or you've done some bullshit diet. And now you're finally working with someone like Tyler or someone like myself where you're actually starting to learn how to live a healthy lifestyle. You might not see the results you want for the first three or four months. It might not go that way because it's not fucking supposed to. It's not supposed to happen <laughs> that fast, right? You're when people, I always, I always call out clients when they say, 
slow and steady wins, wins the race. I go, no, slow and steady doesn't win the race. This isn't not, you're not going slow and steady. You're going how it's supposed to go. You just <laughs> think it's supposed to go faster. It's not supposed yep. to, you were doing yep. it fucked up before. Now you're doing it right. Right. Yep. 1000%. It will, and, and I feel like, again, like that notion comes from just other outside sources saying like, Hey, try this diet. You can lose 30 pounds in 20 days or something like that. It's just super unrealistic and not healthy practices that are going to be things that we can take, you know, into the long term. Um, I always compare weight loss, fat loss, you know, uh, what we want to call it to like, I mean, it sounds cliche to compare it to like starting a business because we've spoken about that. So you can even say starting a new job, right? Yeah. Like how, how long does it really take for you to like get acclimated and get to the point in that job where like you feel like you found like true success? Like and you don't feel, at least a and month you don't feel like you're gonna <laughs> and you don't feel like you're gonna get fired because you showed up 20 minutes late one day, right? So yeah, like that's exactly. there's that comfort, right? Because the exactly. first the first three months of your new job, you're like on time five minutes early, like yep. oh, I gotta impress everybody. But as you get more comfortable, you realize you're not on thin ice, it's not that black and white, there's flexibility. It's the same fucking thing with losing weight. Same like exactly. the first few months, you're like, <laughs> are my numbers good? Are my calories good? Am I eating the right amount of protein? Should I be working out less? Should I be working out more? Should I be the- yep. and the coach is really just there to be like. Just keep doing it. Just keep going. And then once you get to that other side where you're more comfortable, you realize it's a lot more flexible. It's a lot more relaxed than you've made it out to be in the past. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. I think 99, probably about, I'm, this, I just pulled this number. This isn't official or anything. Yeah. But I feel like, like 99% of people, the reason why they don't succeed with actually like seeing the long-term fat loss they want to see is because, when, again, like we said, number one, they think it should be way faster than it is. So they give up, fall off track, um, or excuse me, switch that. They fall off track which I don't even know what the fuck that means, but they'll say they fall, they fall off track, which just means usually you ate more calories than you were supposed to have that day. And then they're just like, all right, screw it. I'm done. I'm just going to like go up. There's yeah, there's really no such thing as falling off track because it just means (laughs) you ate some more calories. Right. And that's really all it is. Even if you ate an entire pizza and drink a 12 pack of beer in one sitting, you just ate more calories than you should have. And if you just go back to normal, it'll even out. It's like us, Mm -hmm. like I, I, you know, I wanted to record this podcast today at nine. If I texted you at nine Oh two and said, Hey man, I got to move it to nine 30. Like, mm-hmm. does that mean I fucked <laughs> up? I should start over. I should, I should delete all my podcast episodes and, and start no. from scratch. And I, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense, but again, it's the fear. It's the trigger is that the, the core fear that you can't do it. Um, but anyway, don't want to cut you off short, but um, I really enjoyed this, man. It was good catching up with you. It gave us an excuse to catch up. Where can people find more info on you uh website instagram you know where can people reach out yeah yeah for sure man um number one let me say it was a pleasure to be here as always um and yeah um all of my information guys uh nourished with ty on instagram or also t hammett uh underscore 20 um is also uh the second instagram i use uh uh Website nourishwithtie.com. So either nourish with tie or T Hammett, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, Tyler always puts out very good information. He's a very down to earth guy, very easily accessible, you know, very responsive to questions and, and, and people who, who want more information. So, again, guys, like, you know, when, when it comes to fitness, coaching or, or nutrition coaching or online, like me and Tyler aren't each other's competition. Our mm-hmm. competition is the Kim Kardashian diet, McDonald's convenience and comfort. Like that's our competition. We're both me and Tyler are trying to do the same fucking thing. We're trying to help people better their lives the right way, the healthy way. And 
honestly, like, you know, to, to Tyler's clients, because I can probably speak for him on this and he could probably speak for me on this too. To Tyler's clients, to my clients, just know that like, when you're dealing with us, you're dealing with us. There's not like a system or team in place that's a barrier between us. You're dealing directly with us. We're not trying to screw you over. We're trying to help you out. We're generally trying. And I can sure Tyler can relate to this. There's probably been times where he's been up later or woken mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, strictly thinking about like the one client who maybe had a bad day or I wake up and it's like, did this person have a good day yesterday? <laughs> did they hit their numbers? Are they feeling like they're getting enough value? Like it's constant, constant, constant because we fucking care so much. So if you want to actually deal with a coach who genuinely cares about you and genuinely cares about your results, like definitely like look up Tyler's stuff, talk to Tyler because, because he's a good dude and he genuinely cares. Um, yeah, man. But it was great to talk to you. I will let you go and get back to the warm weather down there. It's raining in New York, Uh, but it was (laughs) awesome to talk to you, man. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, brother. Talk soon.